Yo, 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 it's your boy, Preacher Boy, and we're back with another episode with Chats with Preacher Boy. You know, it's a privilege and honor to be able to do these podcasts, and I thank God for what he's done in people's lives thus far, and I thank God for this new mini-series that we're going to get ready to start on today. But before we get started, you know we got to open up with a little word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne of grace, dear God. We thank you for all the doors that you open in our lives and the doors that you closed that you saw that we no longer needed, dear God. God, we ask that you forgive us for anything that we've done wrong, knowingly or unknowingly, dear God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, I ask that you word my mouth on today, dear God. Let the people hear what you want to be heard, dear God, and continue to... Let your will be done in their lives, dear God. And we won't forget to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So today, the mini-series is called Marriage, the Rise, the Falls, and the Triumphs. And this is part one today. Part one is called Embracing Your Singleness. And today, after I go through all the notes and some key points that I want you to take away, you're going to you're going to hear special words from a special guest of mine on today as well. So let's go ahead and get this thing kickstarted. And let me share with y'all what God gave me. The key verse that I want y'all to take away and annotate on today is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And it reads, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The word embracing, in our previous episode, we had embracing before, but I'm going to go ahead and touch on it a little bit more again. It means the continuing action of taking or receiving something gladly or eagerly. It's also referred to as, as accepting willingly. That word singleness means the quality or state of being signal, single, forgive me, which also refers to meaning to be separate or unique. That's what it's entitling. So the very first point that we're going to touch on today is number one, being single is not bad. I want you all to grasp that and understand that being single is not bad. Over the years, being single has developed a bad reputation. People have made it seem as if it's bad to be single when it's really, in all honesty, not bad at all. Oftentimes we're pressured into relationships instead of embracing our singleness because there's nothing wrong with being single. So oftentimes I heard people, you know, you hear you hear the common things said by people like, oh, uh, you getting old now. When you when you going to settle down? When when's it going to be about time you get married or the the most common one that I hear from I used to hear from my mom was, oh, I need some grandbabies. You know, I'm, I'm getting old. I need some grandbabies. And I'm just like, well, in order for you to get grandbabies, that means I got to get married. And so for the longest, those were things that I annotated as pressures to get into a relationship and get into marriage. Singleness may be the most important time of your life. That's one thing you need to remember. It's the most important time of your life. This is where you're solemnly responsible for yourself. But the problem that we have with this is that we negate the season of being single to get to a preferred future for to get to a preferred future where we aren't even ready and we know nothing about. Bullet number two, stop rushing your single season. 
Some of us are so sick of our singleness that we think rushing to marriage will solve our loneliness problem. That's why you allow yourself to believe that the one night stands, the D appointments, as we say, and Netflix and chill dates are bringing you comfort when in all reality, they're not because you're you have yet to learn how to love yourself and know yourself. Most people rush into marriages and then try to figure out their singleness because they didn't take the time to be single when they were single. So now you're trying to juggle being single and married and it's not working. I.e. that's one of the reasons why many people cheat in their marriages. Bullet number three, learn to love and know yourself in your single season. Matthew 22 and 39 says, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So before you love your neighbor, that means you got to know That means you got to love yourself in order to love someone else. You got to be able to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, how can you love someone else? It's impossible. So you have to do a self self evaluation and realize, wow, do I really love me? Do I love everything that I have about myself that God has blessed me with in learning to love and know yourself while you are single? It allows you to discover what you like and do not like because you see it in yourself. You're able to see the insecurities you have and find ways to turn them from insecurities to characteristics you're glad to have as a unique person. Because the Bible says in Psalms 139, 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The New Living Translation version says it like this. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. This all comes with learning to love and know yourself. When you don't know who you are, then you won't pick who's right for you. You'll pick what you think is right for you. And so and so on. You're living your life in a state of being miserable. My last point that I want you to understand and annotate is there's purpose even when you are single. You're able to reach purpose even in singleness. My best examples that I can give to you are Jesus and Paul. Hands down, those two. If you need more, hit me up. I'll give you some more. But those two, I want you to keep in mind, Jesus and Paul. You're not required to be married in order to make it into heaven. Salvation is what's a requirement to make it into heaven. You need to use your singleness to draw closer to God in order to attain the purpose he has for your life specifically. Not anybody else's, not John, not Susan, not Peter, not nobody around you but your own. First Corinthians seven and thirty two says, but I would I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried carried for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. When you're single, you're able to give more focus and more time to God. You're able to dedicate your life completely to him where he's guiding you in every single facet of your life. You're able to dedicate everything to him, truly drawing closer to him as he draw as he draws to you it's 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 important that's why it's so important that you embrace your singleness so i'm gonna repeat those steps one through four not steps but bullet points one through four number one be being single is not bad number two stop rushing your single season number three learn to love and know yourself in your single season and number four there's purpose even when you are single. So I want you to annotate those those four bullet points that I share with you today and really, really grasp a hold of them and understanding 
in your single in, in your single season that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you being single. There's no issue. It's not a sin that you're single. No, at, at all. So if someone tries to tell you that it's a sin that you're single or you need to hurry up and get married, tell them no. Tell them that you're trying to learn yourself. You're trying to learn to love yourself so that you're able to love someone else. Because the, the Bible tells us clear as day. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you can't love yourself, how can you love someone else? It's not possible. So today I have a special guest. Her name is Aspiring Missionary Takara Custis. I call her Mama TC. This is my big sis. This 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 my this my sister from another mister. This whatever you want to call her, she has my back and I have hers and I just love her so much. But she's going to share with y'all how 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 it is being single and there's nothing wrong about being single. So without further ado, here is Takara Custis. Amen. God bless you. It's a, an honor and a privilege to be able to share this platform with you on today. Amen. And I don't take it lightly, first and foremost. So I give honor to the God in you, and I give honor to whom all honor is due on today. Amen. Because that's very important. Um, but just in talking about being single, um, I haven't always been single, so I'm one of those people um, who... Um, got married, had children, then divorced, and then now I'm single. So um, when we were growing up, y'all heard the nursery rhyme, uh, Carrie and Michael sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, first comes <laughs> love, then come marriage, and then you see Carrie with the baby carriage. Uh-huh. So um, that was the expectation um, from from uh, childhood. We all had that kind of put in our mind um, the love, the marriage, and then the baby carriage, and then the white picket fence, and the two children, or 2.5 children, and the dog, and the house, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially as being a female, there is a lot of uh, pressure on you to be married, um, whether it's at a, a younger age, or middle-aged woman, or even an older woman, um, especially women of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of looked at as a spare part because you're just by yourself and everybody looks at you like, Oh, poor little sister, such and such who can't get a, get a husband or, and that's not even the case at all. Um, when you choose to devote yourself to God, um, it allows you to, um, open yourself up to him and he creates a standard in you mm-hmm. that, Anyone who tries to come your way who is not of him, it will almost create a stench and it will um, almost make you turn, want to turn your nose up mm-hmm. and it allows you to be more choosy. And in being more choosy, um, it allows you to stay more focused on him. It allows you to have a, a spirit of discernment mm-hmm. the more you encapsulate yourself in God. Um, I know people have asked, you know, do you want to be remarried or, you know, different things like that because they feel once you get divorced, you're looking for the next marriage. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you get to a certain uh, part of your life where you begin to know yourself, you begin to love yourself, um, then you can truly know and love God. And you can't know yourself and love yourself 
if you're always with, with someone else. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to live someone else's expectations. You're always trying to live someone else's dream. You're always trying to live someone else's frustration. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to live someone else's happiness. So in this time that I've had by myself, which is about 10 years now, um, it has been definitely a time for me to grow as a woman, as a woman of God, as a mother, as a sister, as a friend, as a daughter. It's, it's given me the opportunity to be able to grow myself in those um, areas and also to work on becoming a better me so that if and when God decides to send me a help me, mm-hmm. then I will be already prime prompt ready and available and being able to grow in that way and grow in ministry allows you to um understand that a person who god sends to you will not be someone who does not have it it will not be a person who does not have ministry Mm -hmm. and it will also be someone who will encourage your ministry in you and who will reverence the god in you and you will be able to do the same to that person, vice versa. It won't be someone who was unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I have a lot of my friends who um, are now um, coming more into a knowledge of God and loving who God is and running for him. And their mate um, is not on the same page with them. And it is very frustrating. Um, even... Um, for family members of mine who have been married for years, but they've also um, have been saved and professed in salvation for years as well, but their mate is not, whether mm-hmm. it's male or female. And it becomes such a source of contention in the home. Yeah, You want to be able to worship God together. You want to be able to pray together. You want to be able to fast together. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people say, well, God didn't create man to be alone. Mm-hmm. And um, I totally understand that notion, but that doesn't um, mean for us single people that we have to hurry up and find a man exactly. or woman to um, not be alone with. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have um, definitely had the privilege of being able to get to know myself. Mm-hmm. And not not having to worry about if I'm going to jump up and go to another meeting or another service or if I want to stay out longer. You kind of get that freedom to be who you need to be at that time. But at the same time, you also um, in developing a deeper relationship with God, he will teach you in the midst of your singleness how to be that wife. Or that husband and by me saying that it's um just when you come in into certain situations um because just because you're single doesn't mean that you're not desirable yeah and a lot of people struggle with that and there's a a a big um (laughs) i don't want to say a scarlet s for single that's kind of uh-huh. And, and um, that's not the case. You, you're still desirable as a, a man or as a woman because we're human. Mm-hmm. And 
people do people do want that you want somebody to tell you that you're beautiful and and tell you that you're handsome and tell you this and tell you that but oh my god when you begin to love god for who he truly is yeah he'll let you know how beautiful you are uh-huh he'll let you know how handsome you are he'll let you know how far you've come how far you can go and how he sees you in the future and it's so much better than right now mm-hmm. and in that it allows you to become humble to where you can receive um a mate um i know for me, it was kind of, I have been on my own for so long. Um, I bought the house on my own. I bought the cars on my own. I've taken care of the children on my own. Um, I would always be nervous that, oh my God, when he does send me someone, how am I going to be able to um, not be the head of the house? Mm-hmm. And be able to step down and let someone come in and be able to provide that order that God has ordained. And being um, being steadfast in God, it has allowed me to keep a, a mindset that is not hard to do. Yeah. It's very easy to do, especially when God sends you an anointed um, mate. Not an assigned mate. We assign people to ourselves. Uh-huh. But God, God provides anointed uh, relationships and that's something that goes beyond a level of love that you can't even fathom and how can you truly be ready for that if you're too tangled up tied up and twisted up in the things of yourself and in the cares of your world not this world but you're you're tangled up and tied up in the cares of your own world exactly you wouldn't be able to see somebody that god has placed in front of you so um i just encourage all of my fellow single, saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled uh, men and women of God that um, you, sir, touched on a lot of points that I already had, um, a lot of scriptures that I had already. But one that I uh, remember, it was in Hosea uh, 2, and I believe it was like 19 and and God said that I will betroth you to me forever. Mm-hmm. I will betroth you in righteousness and justice and love and compassion. I will betroth you in faithfulness and you will acknowledge the Lord. And just saying that I'm betrothed to God forever. Mm-hmm. That is something that you can't even fathom because this flesh is just temporary. Exactly. And I can be, I can pledge my love to a, a, a person, but it's temporary, but God's love for you is forever. All you have to do is just accept it mm-hmm. and walk in it and live it. And you will absorb so much of his light that when people look at you, they can't help but smile. They don't know what it is about you. And when people ask you the question, well, you still not married yet? Or you still don't have children yet? No, I'm waiting on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can say that truly with no conviction. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. So um, I'm very thankful of this series because you don't get a lot of talk about what to do and how to live this single life and still love God. I know when I was married, it was so hard trying to juggle being a mom, 
being a young mom, because I was only 21 years old, but being a mom, still learning how to be a wife, still learning how to be a woman of God. Can it be done? It most certainly can. It's done each and every day. But I thank God that for that time that I assigned myself to <laughs> was up. <laughs> and I can be, and that, because I didn't know, I was still a kid. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything. And I didn't know God enough. And I didn't know me enough to even give that effort that I needed to give to a household. Mm-hmm. And to be able to give yourself to a household is ministry in itself. So I was nowhere near prepared for ministry. And a lot of people miss that mark that you get married, but you don't even have any ministry in you. Mm-hmm. So how can you minister to a marriage let alone minister outside of your home, if you have no clue of who God is and how he can be effective in your life and in your marriage and in your home. Yes. Um, so I am very honored to be able to do this, and I hope you continue to do more things like this. I'm anxious to hear the rest of this series and where you truly go with it. Um, but I, I bless God for you. Just for even, Amen. like I said, doing this. And um, I have enjoyed it. It was my Amen. very first podcast. <laughs> so I'm excited. And I'm excited about where God is continuing to take all of us. Amen. On a single or married anointed assignment. I'm excited for everyone. And um, keep me in your prayers. Amen. We thank you so much, aspiring missionary Custis. Before we go... My single ladies and my single men, I want y'all to know this. Proverbs 18 and 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. First to my single ladies. Single ladies, you should be so caught up in Christ and so entangled with with our Father in heaven that a man can only find you and get you when he seeks the Lord. So my single men, and if you want to find that good woman of God, if you want to find that that right one, seek the Lord and he'll guide you to the one that's found in him. So I pray that y'all be blessed. I love y'all. Continue to stay tuned for the next episode in this little mini series. I'm telling you, I know it's labeled marriages, the marriage, the rise, the falls and the triumphs. But in order to get to marriage, you got to know about your being single. And then before you get to marriage, still, you got to know how to court and date. You, there's steps to this. So we're not just going to jump to the to the to the meat of the the, the miniseries. We're going we gonna to walk this thing out. and We're going to take our time so that everybody understands. So I pray that y'all continue to be blessed. I love y'all. Preacher Boy is here. If y'all need him, y'all be blessed.